Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Over 50, starting over. I'm Barry Edwards. And I'm Merle Garrison. And, we, and we're just talking uh, for about a second here before we got started. We got an awful lot here to cover today. Merle, I'm just going to read to you a list, and we won't get to all of it, but I want you to be able to pick what you would want. And I know you have additional stuff, too. So I'm going to talk to you guys about... Uh, Edible mushrooms that protect your brain. Uh, that won't take too long. I want to also talk about what's going on with the Russell brand and now Tom uh, Ballard. Conspiracy. I don't know who Tom Ballard is. Yeah, sound a freedom guy. Uh, the, oh, he, oh. The movie huh. was based on he's yeah. all of a sudden getting the Russell brand treatment as well. It's very, and, very uh, popular kind of way of putting people, yep. putting political enemies away. Yeah, I want to also talk briefly about Peter Berg was on Rogan the other day, and he is the author, maybe director of the series Painkiller, which we talked about before. We talked about Dope Sick. It's same oh, yeah. thing. It's based on the Sackler family and the Oxycontin mm. thing. Yeah. And I just have some stats. The Sacklers need to be brought to justice. I know I it's never going to happen, but my God, they're responsible for about 360,000 deaths at latest count. Dude, I also want to wow. talk about the James Webb telescope may have found a planet with life on it. Uh, it's very preliminary yet. And uh, Lauren Bobert. How do you say her name? Bobert? Brober? Bobert. Bobert? Okay. Mm -hmm. Got to talk about her a bit. Wow. She's just embarrassed uh, a whole section of the country there. And also then uh, Lisa prompted me. She's like, you got to check out the five. Uh, she said this last night. I did a really good piece in particular. Greg Gutfeld, of course, did a really good piece on the teen driver that appears to intentionally have hit the retired police chief. Oh, in Nevada. that was so awful. It is beyond awful. And, um, and, uh, uh, Gutfeld made some really good points about that. Mm. How the media mm, I caused that was that. good. Yeah, mm. I didn't. I didn't mm. really see how the media covered that at all. I saw the video. Well, they didn't. I was appalled is yeah. sick. Yeah, it's uh, as he said just briefly. Wrong pigmentation doesn't fit their agenda, so they really didn't call it. You can search that, guys. You could search that on Google right now, and you won't find anything from CNN, NBC, ABC, all of the typical mm -hmm. uh, propaganda media outlets. Um, and his name is Andreas Probst, P R O B S T. Or you could just write in "teen driver uh, intentionally kills retired police chief." Uh, okay, but I do want to start with something incredibly helpful. Did you want to say that? What no, we're going to keep yours a surprise. I was going to say, do you want to just list that? Right. Nah, you, uh, Whatever, now go. Okay, okay, right. so I want to talk about these surprise. mushrooms because this is really some good information. <laughs> what are we talking about here, Barry. I learned a lot here. This is not the mind expanding kind of ah, mushrooms. Okay. These are edible mushrooms. Well, I guess all are edible, right? No, I would like to talk not about all edible. I would like to talk about the uh, mind expanding one someday because there's some excellent theories. There's a God it's a famous uh, college that is trying to just speak it to the psilocybin uh, mushrooms right now. They're trying to map that other dimension. They're doing studies where people seem to have commonalities in what they're seeing, hallucinating. And mm. they're trying to map that, that uh, hallucinate 
hallucinogenic good world. luck with that <laughs> yeah. all right so let's get to this there's nothing like the savory deliciousness of portobello or white button mushrooms and stir fry soups pasta dishes or sauces but it it's not just your taste buds that stand to benefit. Eating mushrooms may help protect your brain at, as it ages. Researchers in Singapore, where mushrooms are stable, recently found that older adult, adults who eat more than two three-quarter cup servings of cooked mushrooms weekly have a 50% lower risk of mild cognitive impairment, and that's the condition that often precedes dementia. So you 50%. see 50% wow. and it gets better than this. There's so many, you know, superfoods, so-called superfoods. I try I've, to remember yeah, it by I've heard of them. bombs, B O M S and it's beans, onions, mushrooms, and whatever S is. Um, I always forget that, but I always mushrooms is a superfood. And, and so this gets a lot better um, with its benefits. Lesser amounts of mushrooms also showed benefit. While this study focused on six types of mushrooms that are commonly eaten in Singapore, there's a reason to think all edible mushrooms may be protective. In this and other studies, scientists have honed in on a compound called, excuse me here, ergothionine. I think that's how you say it, ergothionine. And it's just abbreviated ET, which has anti-inflammatory and anti oxidant effects and is present in all mushrooms. That's huge right there, folks. Anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. Present in all mushrooms. Mushrooms are a good source of nutrients such as B vitamins, zinc, magnesium, and selenium. Two more perks yet. Mushrooms rich in the savory flavor, aka umami, that's, uh, I even had to look it up. I've heard of umami, didn't really know it. That just means a very savory, savory, savior. <laughs> I can't say it. It's savory. Savory flavor, like meat. We think of like meat. And ah, mushrooms it, have yeah. that same uh, yes, savory flavor. Like, yes. Right. So it may help you cut down on meat. I think meat's getting a bad rap right there. Ah, uh, too bad. And, yes. And eating umami rich foods may help prevent overeating. And could lead to better food cho choices. I think that's a really good reason to increase, make an effort to increase the amount of mushrooms you put in your diet. This also reminds me, just about two days ago, I was walking Charlie and a new friend of ours, fellow dog walker, he's a doctor at Case and does research. He tells, he tells me about he and his wife have a mushroom farm. Huh. And it's basically a big rotten log and mushrooms are growing out of it. He tends to it and all. And like, well, what do you do with that? And apparently he knew about this before I did. Uh, uh, he says, well, just sauteed. They're wonderful, but we like to put them in Chinese food and all kinds of other things. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. I think this is a really, Lisa likes to make uh, a ton of vegetables every week. And I think if we threw some mushrooms in each week with these as well, couldn't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I I personally love mushrooms myself, especially on a big juicy steak. And you cut yeah, those mushrooms up, and you get that yeah. and the onion and everything. Agreed. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, does it doesn't get much better than that? It, it doubles and I, I can't the enjoyment. Believe when I was a kid, I remember my uncle Fred uh, sautéed up some mushrooms, and I would not have any. I was like, I, you know how you are when you're a kid; you're just yeah. stupid. And yeah. I'm like, no. And he he forced me to have some. Uh -huh. I think it's because he 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 forced it. I I I didn't like it, and I didn't Never have mushrooms for like maybe fifteen. 20 years well <laughs> i don't know, like mushrooms they're creepy looking they're fungus they they're weird I mean, 
Yeah, but they sure are good. And, yeah, uh, and boy, do they ever add flavor to whatever you're cooking. Put on a burger, add flavor, savory. Yeah, mushroom burger. Oh mm. my gosh, it's mm. all good. I mm. mean, I my I just like when they're all like you got you got them all sautéed and you got some salt mm. on there. Man, this is yeah. good stuff right there. Yeah, I totally agree. But I, I, now that I know that it's going to help with my with my mental. Mm-hmm. Uh, cognitive capacity yeah, yeah. That, that's really good to know barry there's so many benefits there so many uh well the antioxidant anti-inflammatory uh, yeah. aspect <laughs> as well you know i just wanted to mention this briefly between last night and this morning at the gym i was listening to the latest andrew huberman huberman lab podcast dr andrew right. huberman he's a neurologist brilliant guy with a terrific podcast mm-hmm. he did a podcast on the power of music And it was very interesting and uh, talked about a lot of studies, how uh, just listening to nine minutes of your favorite music can uh, bring you back to a happy, your mood, back to a happy uh, kind of mood. And he went on, I I mean, I'm really just trying to get to one quick point because I just want to encourage you guys to listen to the podcast yourself. But then he said, um, he was asked, in the studies, about sadness you we all know that music can't increase any kind of emotion that you True, right. can be having right yeah. yeah i mean it's amazing and, and music predates the spoken language music and dance predates even the spoken language how do we know this i don't know um, <laughs> <laughs> you may have mentioned it and i don't remember okay um but I, it's very interesting so it's a it's an ancient way of communicating or expressing ourselves mm-hmm. and um so he, he posed the question, does does music help us with sadness or does it exacerbate that? Mm. Like if you are mm. grieving a relationship mm. loss or a pet yeah. or a person And then you loss. play a bunch of country music, you're probably yeah. not going to feel better. Or, or Carol King's You're So Far Away. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, my right. God. Oh, that, that one that right was, there. Right. I yeah. get the lump in my throat right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he said studies have found that just, I believe. I could be wrong by a minute or two, but nine minutes of this kind of music will actually help guide you through that sadness, that it acts as a catharsis. So you'll process those feelings and feel them and instead of hide from them. So that's very, I'm in agreement with the magic of music here because it it mm -hmm. really does. Your brain is, is impacted in a whole, I believe a whole different section of your brain is being activated by music and as you're talking barry i'm just thinking about how music is also used in memory so um if you put something to music here's something have you ever heard a song that you haven't heard for like 20 years yeah it comes on and and it starts playing and then you just start singing the words right away like you know those words from 20 years ago yeah that's true 40 years ago crazy but uh i remember also when i was in fourth grade we were learning our our multiplication tables and we this all is struggled. one year prior to your stand-up routine in in fifth grade <laughs> yes yes i had a very traumatic childhood <laughs> so, i'm um, sorry go ahead about fourth six grade. times eight was a tough one for us to remember so our i remember our uh student teacher taught us this she goes here's how you remember it Six times eight is 48. Yeah, that how many years ago? That was like 50 years ago. She taught me that. 
And I remember that. I'll never get that one wrong. And That's just great. music, if you put music to something, you just never forget it. In the Bible, the Old Testament uh, was first uh, carried from generation to generation in an oral tradition. They memorized the whole thing and they put it to music. In fact, the book of Psalms, which is a large book in the Old Testament, is all songs. It is it, it, their songs. And so you put it to music and it goes right into your soul. Oh, it's that's a great. Interesting thing that that happens here. It's, I follow it's that. Like a phenomenon. No, I follow that. That's like I said, it is it's a ancient uh, yes. way of communicating and express expressing <laughs> ourselves. I, I have a couple more points on it and just a couple. Um, can I can I say this before yeah, you move yeah. on? But oh, I'm not I, moving on. I, I believe that there are that that we're only scratching the surface of what the potential of music is sound in general yes sound. i think that you know uh, i was i was in the gym the other day and i was listening to some old van halen and as i was oh, running because i mean God. that beat i mean you, you yeah. just go you know and yeah. but then i was thinking and i love that music but then i was yeah. thinking how simple this music is compared mm -hmm. to some of the music I hear now. And just this progression that we're going through with music and how it changes and it advances. And I think that we're on the cusp of maybe something brand new with music. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like, I, there's some people that are experimenting with organic sounds and manipulating mm -hmm. organic sounds. The sound of a bird played in slow, it's played slowly uh, and manipulating that. I think there's some stuff that we could do here that's going to sure. be mind blowing, but I'm I'm excited about what you have next, Barry. Go ahead. Well, and I'm just going to say to that is that I remember uh, Graham Hancock on a Rogan podcast. He did a, a mini series on Netflix called Ancient Apocalypse, and he talks about uh, the probability of ancient civilizations that had technology different from what we had, but have been completely wiped out, and there's no evidence. And he goes back to the pyramids. And his theory, along with his partner, uh, who talked very nerdy about that stuff, uh, talked about they believed that it was sound, that they manipulated sound in order to cut the rocks with such precision and move them. Interesting. And move them. That, yes. that is, I believe that it would be very easy for us to lose technology mm -hmm. from ancient times, that, mm -hmm. that that's entirely possible. Yeah. And, and I also think that we, as where we live right now, we we underestimate the 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 brain power of ancient societies because i personally believe that we were just as smart you know four thousand years ago as we are now we just didn't yeah. have all the technology but we, human beings are great at figuring out workarounds and i think yeah. a lot of those workarounds and gadgets and devices have been lost in fact going back to the bible again uh, there are war scenes in the Bible that talk about war machines that are being used that are hard to figure out what they're talking about. And it mm -hmm. sounds like they had technology back then that mm -hmm. we just don't know about. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to sound uh, very ignorant right now, but I I like to sometimes go down the YouTube rabbit, rabbit holes of seeing these ancient uh, tools that we can't explain. I mean, there was something found in an old shipwreck that was a super complicated clock-like mechanism. And wow. I, yeah, and I mean, so I've heard old. stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, so it's worth looking. 
I one more one more thing. Um, I remember again. This goes back to like fourth grade, but we were learning fourth or fifth grade. We were learning about Tutankhamun and the the you know all the stuff they discovered inside of that mm-hmm. pyramid, mm-hmm. and and then um, they gave us this exercise, and it was a fictitious archaeological find from in the future, like five hundred years in the future. Mm-hmm. And what they found was this uh, burial crypt. And all these artifacts inside of this burial crypt, and one of them was this uh, uh, this uh, ceremonial headdress, and he'd put it on your head and everything. But what it actually was was they found somebody's bathroom, and the headdress was the toilet seat. And they're like oh. putting this toilet seat, and and so this was the, this was their interpretation. It's all fake, but it was an interpretation of what they found, and and really what it was was. Are we actually interpreting what we right. see in these pyramids accurately, which could be like technology or something that we just mm-hmm. don't know about. And we just, oh, these people were primitive. This is just a headdress or whatever. You know what I mean? I it, feel it, like it I learned that in college at Kent, mm-hmm. that same mm-hmm. kind of uh, analogy that you just described. Fourth grade, college, whatever. Ah, that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. All right. Let's finish up this music Go ahead. thing. Yeah, this is uh, good. Andrew was talking about the power of music to help in productivity. And it's actually best really summarizing really best not to listen to music while you're trying to study or, or do uh, cerebral work, but do it in between breaks. And that uh, uh-huh. most people can't really concentrate heavily past 90 minutes. And so it's good to take a break then. But here's the most important one, because we, we have talked about the importance of anxiety uh, on this show many times. Uh, over our tenure. And yeah. so he talks about that. And uh, there is a a, a song, um, a musical number by Marconi Union. It's called Weightless. It's on YouTube. I'm going to go to it in a minute. I want to okay. share it. This All is right. the important part of the whole thing. Huh. Right. Studies show the University of Pennsylvania did a, an intense study on this. In just three minutes of listening to this will reduce your anxiety by 65%. Mm. That's more effective than the top prescribed benzodiazepines, which I are prescribed say, yeah. for anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's Sounds... crazy. So I mean, with that, yeah, I'm going to show you this has 100 million views. A hundred million, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm just going to like, I want to send this to you and I hope to remember to put the link in the show notes. Uh, and I am only going to play a tiny bit. So I, th- I believe this is what you call binarial. Um, oh, what is the word? Beats. Binary, binaural beats. Binaural beats is what there's a, it's a, it's a thing that's been going on. It's being studied now. We don't know a whole lot about it, but it's the way that it, okay. So right here, you see 400, like half a million subscribers, 100 million views. It's been up for nine years. Wow. And so this is, uh, I listened to it for three minutes and 11 seconds and, uh, I wasn't in a state of anxiety, but, uh, I, I get it. So this is just a small taste. I don't want to get copyright infringement. So just for a minute, Oh, I bet I didn't share sound. You no, yeah, yeah. Okay. Try I, that again. How to do that? that that's okay. It's <laughs> that's all right. Uh, let's see. Where are we? There we are. And share sound. I hope it's not too loud as well. So tell me. Oh, it is really loud. There we go. So it's a lot of this. It's sort of ethereal 
there's there's supposed to be the Andrew explained the combination of the steady bass beating and then Steve. the stuff over the top uh, and yeah. it's best to listen in headphones because the way it gets divided up one's going in uh, the right ear the other's going in the left ear and it hits <laughs> we're back to the parasympathetic nerve nervous system mm -hmm. and that is the part of the nervous system that gets you back into calm um versus the uh, the sympathetic which is your fight or flight yeah and i could see how that could be very calming right there what, yeah, what we just it, heard was very calming i would think that all of us could do well to listen to three minutes of this a day if it I, if it yeah, reduces your anxiety good. by 65 percent, yeah yeah get you in a better vibrational harmony well and, and you know when you're in that state your ability to think and problem solve and it's almost yes. like uh you've you've greased the chain and now everything is just flowing here that's a good way to put it distracted by any kinds of oppressive anxiety or fears Those I, walls I, I like yeah and um and you know it's interesting. I've been studying a lot about faith versus fear, which I believe is the opposite of faith. So that, it you is. know, and you talked about vibrating and just you're at a higher level of existence when you're operating in that realm of yes. faith and, and music seems to, and the right kinds of music seem yeah. to stimulate that higher level of consciousness. So yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense right there. Even just playing that for 10 seconds was uh, impactful. Yeah, I would say now, I so. I like the visuals, too. That was mm -hmm. interesting. I wonder and if that it's plays into it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But myself, I would just, because I do things like this, I would just put the earbuds in and listen to it for a few minutes. I was going to say, Barry, that um, we found this station on YouTube uh, that just shows these amazing fish under the sea and it's playing this this great you know music sort of like that and it, that's all it is and it's just showing different scenes underwater it's beautiful but it's so relaxing and uh, we turned this on a few days ago i mean i don't know how long Anne marie's known about it but it feels like i just discovered it mm -hmm. and uh it reminded me of remember when we lived in uh kevin titmus's house and he had fish that tank huge hundred gallon saltwater mm -hmm. fish tank and i remember that uh, and boy he worked all the time yeah, on did. that and it was beautiful mm -hmm. i mean the lighting the fish and then sometimes we'd just sit there and stare at those fish and it yeah. was so calming you know uh, i, think I it's... personally didn't want to have to do all that work but it was yes. nice he was doing it and just looking at that was really something I think that's just the natural elements. Like we're trying to stand around at a party outside and everyone's going to stare into the fire and even get, get True. caught in a hypnotic kind of trance. I've done that. Same thing at a beach with the uh, waves coming in, walking through a forest. It's all yeah. back to nature. And so, yeah, totally. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I got totally it. Get Interesting. That. So the, I'm turning this over to you. I got, I, I mean, after this, I just have the, uh, you know, the more current events type stuff, but I think it's time for you to go. Oh, okay. I just, uh, <laughs> I was just doing some silly stuff here, getting ready That's to do cool. the show. And uh, I, I noticed uh, this uh, 10 hidden uses for toothpaste you've never tried. I know this is silly, but hey, is. we all have toothpaste in our house. And it's like, are there different ways that we can use toothpaste here? I'm just going to, I'm going to share my screen here. Yep, we can kind of go through this. 
Uh, and um, I, I started going through this and I thought, this is, uh, hey, that's pretty cool. How about number one is jewelry cleaner. If you want really? a new shine to your tarnished silver jewelry, gently scrub them with a soft cloth and some white toothpaste. And you rinse that off and you, know, you want to avoid using it on pearls or gemstones because it's too abrasive. But there you go. Number one, I'm like, hey, hmm. I can get my ring all, all nice hmm. here. Uh, how about scuff remover? You got a scuff on your favorite uh, shoes or or walls, dab a little toothpaste on a cloth and rub it away. And it wipes off the excess gunk off of your shoes. So renew your shoes. I got some tough uh, in the rental property. There's a couple tough spots on the walls that do i really want to rub toothpaste on there? yeah you know you want to here's the thing too barry is you want to you want to experiment uh, get a little tiny area that yeah. you don't uh, that's not necessarily going to be seen and try that a little bit and yeah. if it works out then you can expand it out uh here's another one defogger for goggles and mirrors you can rub a little bit of, on a, a bathroom on your bathroom mirror, like put it on a cloth or something and rub it with your, uh, your cleaner. And apparently oh it stops stuff from fogging up either your shower or your swimming goggles or whatever. Kind of cool. It just seems like it would be so gummy. And well, smeary. I, I don't think that you, yeah, you would think that too. I mm -hmm. mean, rub a small amount of toothpaste on your bathroom mirror. How do you, I don't know. It's gonna, that's it. I don't know if I'm going to try that one. <laughs> uh, here, here's one, a uh, pimple treatment. I mean, do you know, this is it'll caught off guard by a sudden pimple dab, a tiny amount of non-gel white toothpaste on the spot and leave it overnight. The toothpaste will help reduce the redness and swelling, making it less noticeable by morning. Wow. You ever you ever get like zits anymore, Barry? Very, very rarely. But I'm kind of thinking that I could kind of see that working because I think it could be like that. You know how you're supposed to put baking soda on a bee, bee sting and it's supposed yes. to help pull yeah, off the yeah, stinger? Yeah. I think it yeah. had that kind of effect. Yeah, I could see that. Yes. Pull, the, pull the oil out or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That totally makes sense to me too. And, and there's a drying agent in in toothpaste mm. too, so mm. I can see it kind of sucking the whatever is out. I had a I you know 57, right? We're 57. I don't I don't really get a lot of zits anymore, but mm. man, I put on my glasses the other day and I was driving and when I got done, I I I got a zit right here on my nose and uh it was prominent. <laughs> you know and Anne Marie put something on there and the next day it was gone. But gosh, I wonder if toothpaste would have done the job. Yeah, I think that's worth a shot. Here's one uh, CD DVD scratch repair. If you still cherish your CD or DVD collection, toothpaste will help with minor scratches. Gently rub some toothpaste on the scratch and wipe away with a clean, soft cloth. Play the disc again and enjoy a skip free experience. Now, that one I would have a very serious question on because there are different kinds of toothpastes. They suggested that there's gel and non gel. I got that. That's very different. Which of those are you going to use on that DVD? I don't know. Gently rub some toothpaste on the scratch. Toothpaste. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've got, I just had this happen where an old CD, Anne Marie put it in the, 
in the thing and the thing, <laughs> the CD player. <laughs> and it's like a, the phonograph. Uh, anyway, and uh, and it was we were jamming, and before you knew it, it was it was all messed up and everything. Uh, so if there's a way, I, I was ready to throw it in the trash. Yeah. But hey, maybe if it, 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 it's worth a try, I mean, I would start with the gel. The trash, anyhow. Yeah, start with the gel because okay, the other kind would maybe just scratch the living hell out of it. You know, the other kind is kind of grainy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I typically do. the that, kind I brush with. You probably want to be careful with the real grainy stuff here. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not with this one. Clean an iron plate. Residue on your iron. Cool the iron. Rub some toothpaste on the plate. Scrub gently with a brush and clean and wipe clean. This hmm. hack leaves your iron looking like new and ready for the next round of of pressing. Okay, so this is your iron that you iron. Yeah, with. iron skillet. All right, but I'm thinking. No, no, this is oh, clothes iron. I thought it was an iron skillet too. Oh, but, but I you bet know? you could clean an iron skillet with that stuff too, because that's hard, dude. Um, the the iron that you iron clothes with, yeah, I I have on occasion. Well, not even me, my my renters. I've come back and have like plastic or something, yes. all over it. That's yeah, a nightmare. Yeah. That's well, a total hey, nightmare. If you've ever, if you, if this has ever happened to you, this is one of the worst things. You go to. You travel, go to a hotel. Okay, you got a nice event. You got you got to iron your shirt. Whoever the last guy was got some stuff on the iron, yes. and you don't know about it, and you yes. put it on your shirt. Now your shirt's ruined, and now yeah. what are you going to do? You got to wear your T-shirt to the event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, another another um, household trick that is really good for a lot of uses is a nail polish remover. Oh yeah. So yeah. And I was talking so about the amazing. the iron that you iron clothes with. That yes. yeah, I, I'd go Take straight to the off. nail polish remover. I gotcha. That's good. Okay, let's see. We only got a couple of oh, here's a good one. Relieve insect bites. Uh for quick relief from itchy mosquito that. bites, apply yeah. a small dot of toothpaste on the effective area. Affected area. It's it's cooling effect will soothe the itch and reduce the inflammation. Yeah, wow. I could see that. Yeah. Okay, man, these mosquitoes out here last year were brutal. I could have used that oh. last year. This year, I, I I think I've only been bitten twice. It's, oh. it's, it's a weird, weird year here in Arizona. Okay, two more. Headlight cleaner. Cloudy headlights on your car. Toothpaste could come to the rescue. Rub the toothpaste onto your headlights in a circular motion. Rinse off and dry. You'll have cleaner, brighter headlights in no time. You know, they charge like a hundred bucks at the auto uh, mechanic to do this. And you, you gotta be kidding me. I'd be out no. there with some 99 bottle of Windex. I'd be no, fine. no. See what happens, Barry is this, this happened to my car, my, my Taurus. Cause it was 20 years old. Mm. All right. I kept that car forever. Uh, I remember it after a while. It was a great car after a while though, the glass, you couldn't wipe it off with Windex. It's like all scratched up oh. so that the, the brightness of the lights totally affected by at oh. night. It was like, I did my lights weren't on. <laughs> it was horrifying. Wow. And uh, I took it to the auto repair place and the guy's like, Oh, I can fix that. And he charged me like 70 bucks to fix it. Wow. Uh, and, and it was worth it because, I mean, mm -hmm. if you can't see when you're driving and you now suddenly you, you'll pay whatever. Uh, but here it only takes some. That's probably what he did. He went and got some to some crest and put it on there <laughs> and charged me 70 bucks. All right. Two more stain remover, whether it's ink, lipstick or crayon, toothpaste can effectively lift stains from fabrics. 
apply directly to the stain, rub gently, rinse, and launder as usual. Always do a spot test first with mm-hmm. your fabric compatibility. That part's important, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like your tie. I've always got stuff on my tie. It made me so angry. And ties, they're so expensive, unbelievably yeah. expensive. And yeah. so maybe that's a, a way to help. Last one, nail whitener. Yellow nails can be a pain, especially for those who frequently apply nail polish. Scrubbing your nails with toothpaste can help restore their natural whiteness. Never uh, would have sure. thought that. Yeah, me neither. And that, that's one for for the 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 ladies in the house here. I don't, I don't think and then some ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Cool. Uh, I, did, I didn't know any of those. I All thought right. that was interesting. You know what I would like to uh, just bring up because I think it's that important. I mentioned before um, Peter Berg was on Joe Rogan a few days ago and he wrote the uh, mini series painkiller, which was about the Sackler family and uh, the infiltration of Oxycontin into society where they got horrible hundreds of thousands of people addicted to heroin. It is heroin. It's just legalized heroin. Right. And, and the family is worth it. And I might screw this up a little bit. I'm going from memory, but I recall the family is worth like $12 billion and they were fined 6 billion for their crime here to be paid over 12 years. Like virtually nothing in, on the rest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so these people should be doing time, life in prison and all that. And you know what they do? Uh, they do. And uh, he was talking. And I highly recommend that podcast. Peter Berg's a really interesting guy. And um, he and Joe had a very, very good chemistry. It was a good conversation about all kinds of things. And well, one thing he says people like Sacklers would do throughout time is they'll you know d- donate to a hospital wing, get their name on a hospital wing, buy a bridge, do all kinds of these things that look like nice th- philanthropic kinds of things, and he even used the point example of what's his name Nobel is the guy that developed dynamite and explosives that changed war from then mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So he developed a Nobel Peace Prize oh. because he didn't want his legacy to be. I got people to blow each other up. up. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. The, the guy that invented dynamite, it, that's yeah. named after him? The the Nobel Peace Prize, yes. Yes, he developed wow. a Nobel Peace Prize. Because wow. he wanted that. Now that's what his name is known for. Tricky stuff. So uh, we I'm blown away by that. this, Barry. I mean, the Nobel Peace Prize and all the people that have died as a result. As a result of yes. this guy's invention, wow! Yeah. Isn't that funny? Okay. I'm. I, I, wow. We still do that to this day in various ways. Uh, there's a whole lot of movement spreading racism and sexism going on right now. That uh, this is going to lead to other things. That is in the guise of being anti-racist and anti-sexist. It, 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 we go back to Ronald Reagan's quote again, uh, you know, the scariest words are uh, we're here we're the federal government, we're here to help. I mean, <laughs> right. th- that's the thing is anytime right. they always package their oppression in we're here to help. Yes. And uh so always be careful of that. Go ahead. Right. Well, uh I forget where that was leading. Um I'll get back to that, but let's go ahead and just move into uh, what is going on with Russell Brand right now. 
he claims that he got two letters uh, from two different mainstream media outlets and uh, accusing him of rape uh, multiple times over and uh, from 10 plus years ago. And I'm going to tell you straight up, I like a lot of what Russell Brand says all the time since he got clean and sober he his mind is is wow 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 but i got to tell you at the same time on the other hand he's always given me a creep factor beyond beyond what i can handle like i can't i've never subscribed to his stuff cuz he just creeps me out mm. so i know this he was really into heavy drugs i think heroin yes. and stuff um yes. yes and uh and he was at the height of his fame meaning power um notoriety, uh, all of that. And on top of that, he was a self, self, uh, imaged rock star, like kind of a, a, a guy and a figure. I don't doubt that most of those are allegations are true. What I do find really suspicious is why they're coming out now at this time, all this mm, time later. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty legitimate question here. And here's the thing is, we don't know these celebrities, although we think that we do. Yeah. I was, I was, I mean, OJ Simpson. I remember when that whole oh, thing God, happened. Yeah. I, you know, we saw him in, in movies. We saw him on the sideline. We saw him playing. You know, I grew up watching him play. And, and when all these charges came, I couldn't believe it. I just had a hard yeah. time believing it. And, uh, and, and it's pretty irrefutable that these things happened. But, uh, I remember also that I was shocked to find out like they had these recordings of, uh, OJ flying into a rage and all this kind of stuff. I never heard any of that kind of stuff. So yeah. bottom line was this image had been created of him and that I thought was real. Uh, Bill Cosby's another one. Yeah, I was, gonna I, I, I was a big fan of Bill Cosby. Everybody, America's and, dad. And, yeah, and you know, if if those things happened, I mean, he went to prison for them. Uh, it's, it's it's still hard to believe uh, yeah. that that happened, and uh, I I would have trusted that guy. And so you take a look at Russell Brand. I don't know if he's guilty or innocent, but it sure does. Like you said, it sure does seem suspicious. Oh, with yeah. the timing and i have watched his show uh many times the guy is he's brilliant actually he's got a very quick mind he's he's got a quick wit but yeah. you know he he did uh he seems to be the perfect guy to pull this off on because of exactly what you just said yeah. so if he's this is uh i was reading this book called pawns in the game and it was talking about the french revolution and how they used this gimmick on people to bring them down it's called mm -hmm. lymphomy if i'm pronouncing that right mm -hmm. and they did the same thing to uh marie antoinette uh apparently we remember marie antoinette as the let them eat cake person mm -hmm. and um and that she was a very promiscuous in fact had affairs with the king, her husband's friends. And uh, turns out that this was all a part of what's called lymphomy, where you you have your propaganda media, much like we have here, that's controlled by one source. And everybody's yeah. now saying this coordinated, saying the same thing. And this put this uh, thing on Marie Antoinette. In fact, what they ended up doing, get this, this is crazy. They they bought 
this this huge diamond uh specially cut saying that the queen had done this and when they presented it to the queen she was like i didn't order this but then all the news media wrote about it oh we're in dire straits financially as a country and here the queen is there is getting this thing you know and uh, and it was probably from one of her lovers is what they said mm. and then they wrote a letter in the queen's handwriting and sent it to one of the catholic cardinals saying that she wanted to meet him at a secret place at night uh to talk about this necklace and so, of course, he went to the place and they had dressed up this woman to look like Marie Antoinette. And then the scandal was that she's sleeping with this cardinal and everything. This wow. is they they and of course, the end result was Marie Antoinette gets her head cut off in the guillotine. Mm. OK, they've been doing this kind of thing to people for centuries and yeah. it's the same hand is doing this. Now, I'm not saying that I know this is happening with Russell Brand, but who knows? That's right. the problem with this kind of thing. And Very what true. a brilliant and crafty and clever, brilliant probably not, crafty and clever way of putting away any political enemies by just insinuating this stuff. And boom, they're done. I mean, well, it's really that's crazy. a good point. What strikes me, Merle, is the cohesiveness behind this, the organization behind it. That's, and it always gets me. That always raises the flag. And that's, he is always, uh, Brand is always um, talking down mainstream media about uh, the disinformation. It's funny, they're, they're the ones that like to use the term disinformation, and yet they're the ones always supplying the disinformation. Isn't now, this that is, interesting, yes. Correct. And uh, Tim Ballard, uh, the, the guy uh, Sound of Freedom is based upon him, who used to be uh, was CIA. He retired yeah. to go in to fight for these uh, enslaved children on a personal level, start his own uh, his own team. Well, now in, and you remember this is this boggles my mind Merle when sound of freedom came out it all of a sudden in an article I just read about this was all slanted talking about a uh, uh, Tim Ballard uh I don't now I don't remember if they said about Russell Brand or Tim Ballard or maybe both uh known for spouting QAnon related propaganda uh misinformation but sound of fury came out which is anti-slavery movie movie about children and it was being censored in theaters in various ways. You yes, had an was. experience. Yeah, I sure did. I had a couple of experiences. It was Jim Caviezel is the one that they're nailing with the QAnon stuff. That's right. Yes. And uh and so uh right away it's oh these are QAnon conspiracies. So before the movie came out, they were all over Jim Caviezel mm -hmm. with this whole thing. And mm -hmm. uh and then the movie comes out and we, we went to it on the opening day. And we get there and, you know, shortly before the movie came on, a movie employee came out and said, uh, I have an announcement. We may not be seeing this movie today. The movie theater or the studio, Angel Studios, never sent the key to unlock the 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 film. So uh, we're trying to get a hold of them now, but there's a chance this could be postponed or or delayed. And so. He came back like 10 minutes later to say they still hadn't gotten the key. And then he said, look, these people aren't Disney. 
uh, they don't have their act together. So we'll give you your money back. So we ended up, I, I thought it was interesting that he compared it to Disney right away. Th- this guy is a theater employee. And I thought, who told this guy to say this? Anyway, right. well, we, we got our money back and it was all disappointing. Then we found out when we got back home that all kinds of weird stuff was happening. This was Fourth of July weekend. All kinds of weird stuff was happening all throughout the country with um, with the, the same kind of stuff that they wouldn't play the movie. The key wasn't there or uh, the the air conditioning was broken yeah. and it was like a thousand degrees. So uh, we'll give you your money back. And if you want to see it, you can. And then the people that stayed, they burned up in the one theater, all the other theaters, the air conditioning works. That was happening. So anyhow, oh a few God. days later, we went back to see the movie and um, th- we ran into another thing um, when you know how they play the the previews before the movie comes mm-hmm. on. Well, these were at like a billion decibels. I, I, I couldn't even I thought my ears were going to start bleeding. The previews were so loud. I've never I mean, it was like we were standing in the back of a, a jet or something. It was so wow. loud. I mean, Anne-Marie's covering up her ears and everything. She's got really sensitive ears. And I'm thinking, we're not going to be able to sit through this whole thing. Uh, and just as I was thinking, we got to get out of here. Uh, the movie came on and it was played at a normal level. We found out later that that was another thing that was happening around the country was they were playing the previews so loud to drive people out of there we almost dude laughed. let me ask you this we gotta we're, we'll have to go full conspiracy theory on this because there's no other way around this not you have to to me the evidence points to well you know all you got to do is google sound of freedom and see what kind of stuff comes up and you're going to realize that there is a real uh war against this this coordinated effort yes yes yeah so i ask you i i swear to god i can't answer this question why What's it based I on? Believe, and and this is okay. This is going to sound crazy. This is my point. It's going to have to sound that crazy. But I believe our federal government is involved in the in with cartels in trafficking human beings. Oh my god, dude! That's oh my god. That's oh god. Um, I do. I believe that. I believe that there's no real other reason for doing this. You take a look at what's happening with the border right now. Yeah. Um, we know That's that human trafficking is happening at the border. Yep. We've known that for a long time. Yeah. And yet we've destabilized the border on purpose. And now what, what, what are we looking at? We're seeing I've never even seen anything like this. Armies of people are coming over the border. Yeah. In the meantime, the drug cartels are going crazy, sending fentanyl up through that border and trafficking it to people. Last year, we had over 100,000 deaths of overdoses. I think we can trace 80,000 of them to fentanyl overdoses. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that that's coming from there. But we also know that this is empowering the cartels. And yes. the cartels are big into human trafficking. Here in the United States, human trafficking is at an all-time high. And we're talking about mostly little kids. And yeah. uh, and we're seeing kids disappearing all the time. And you would think that if we were real serious about this, that we would have mechanisms to to prevent this from happening. But as we as you know, uh, Mayorkas came out and said that there are 80,000 unaccounted, unaccounted minors 
that are somewhere yeah. here in the United States that came, yeah. came across the border yeah. and more and more every day. And we're doing nothing to stop this. What do you think happened to those 85,000 kids? Then you take a look at Hawaii and what happened there in Maui. And all those kids came out of school that day and went home. They, 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 they got called out of school early. Many of those kids died in the fire because they went home. And many of them are still, there's a lot of weird rumors going on about where those kids are and what might've happened to those kids. There's a lot of mysterious things that are happening and unexplainable. And when you see the media machine, on full attack on this movie yeah. and you know who's controlling the media and you know who's controlling our government now because i tell you joe biden's not the guy that's <laughs> controlling anything i think we all and, know that and so this all is adding up to great suspicion when you take a look at what's happening in our federal government and if you take a look at uh um uh epstein's that, list what's the guy that did uh jfk um uh, oh, the, Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. So Sean Stone has just come out with actually it's been a while. He came out with The Best Kept Secret. It's a documentary. You want to check this out if you're interested in this stuff because he's showing in there where this kind of stuff has been going on and in the news for decades now. Mm -hmm. How our federal government has been involved in this disgusting thing when it comes to human trafficking. Uh check it out. So this isn't a new thing. It's been going on for some time, and now it's getting too hot, and now it's on full attack. To me, it seems like there's some there's some splaining to do from our yeah. federal government. Yeah, start with Epstein's list because I'm sure that that's directly related as well. Uh, yes, and and by the way, that's in the that's in the documentary as well that Sean mm. uh, um, Stone does. Uh, the Epstein and how they were able to come across Epstein looking at this human trafficking. They weren't even targeting Epstein sure. when they came across this whole thing. Sure. And it's it this thing is diabolically huge. Yeah. Um, and we also believe that Epstein was at least like a, a double some type of a, a, a maybe sponsored by the CIA, maybe other foreign entities to entrap politicians into this yeah. uh, uh, blackmail that they could use. Uh, we have pictures of you with a, a small yeah. child. Uh, this is the lymphomy thing I was talking about from mm. the French Revolution. It's the same thing, and it seems to be on full power right now. And th that's what I'm trying to say is that a lot of this is being used to control people and control really world governments. And for some reason, these people that have absolute power are attracted to this type of trap. And so I just believe this thing is on, on full power right now. Thank God that movie came out. Well, I got to tell you, you've given me the only explanation that makes sense as crazy as it sounds. Here's what I kept thinking, Merle, is we talk about 85,000 kids are gone, unaccounted for. That's just too much to wrap our heads around. So we just let it fly over. What if it were 200 kids? 200 isn't that something barry you what can you just said makes so much sense uh, stalin said it this way he said uh when when uh one person gets murdered drama lots of drama but yeah. a million people that's just a statistic yeah you know i think maybe if it could be said and i didn't do the math on it but if it could be said 200 kids a day are being 
lost to um, that would be a better way of doing it right yeah Why don't they do that god I they know. they know this barry they know yeah. exactly they know exactly what you're saying right now and and people know this and uh the ones that are in charge of our media and mm-hmm. i know i sound like such a crazy kook saying this but how can you deny this after everything that we've seen here in the past uh three years in particular Oh, well, yeah. what if you know a little bit of something about MK Ultra, And what's the one with the they're giving Johns of Prostitutes LSD? I forget what it's called, but it's like Project Trip Your Balls Off or something like that. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I mean, the things that we've done, we've given lobotomies to our, our citizens in New York. Uh, we, we, we've right introduced in crack cocaine into the cities yes. that came from the CIA. Yeah. Uh, we introduced LSD into our cities that came from the CIA as yeah. well. Uh, now we've talked about this drug called Trank that um, yeah. uh, xylomenophene. I don't know what that's called, but anyhow, that, it, it's it's killing people. And I suspect, oh, that showed up during COVID. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I hate to have to think like this. But we have to think like this now. Otherwise, we're we're going to get run over. Uh, This is this is deception at the highest degree. What's happening right now? Our government seems to have been captured. And, you know, as we as we're going into a new election season, we're on full lockdown of our media. I mean, think about Mm. this. Earlier last week, uh, Kevin McCarthy came out and he announced the. Uh, impeachment inquiry two days later the biden administration sends a letter to all media outlets saying it's about time for you to start uh really holding these re- these mega republicans accountable for oh, the boy. lies that they're telling and oh do God. not do not cover these lies the way that they want you to cover these are all lies about joe biden and so wow. think about what's ha- what's happened right there. Um, we already had the Twitter files and the federal government has already been busted. And a federal judge has come out and said, you can't go and talk to social media companies anymore. And yet. The impeachment inquiry comes up and the Biden administration goes right after the media and says, yeah. hey, don't cover this. Right. They, I thought this was America. No, God, it's not anymore. It's not the America we used to know. Um, oh, I had a thought there. And it totally, oh, I know what it was. So I see yesterday Gavin Newsom uh, is interviewed and he's singing Joe Biden's praises. And by the way, I tend to think the Dems are right on board with impeaching Biden. They're going to get rid of him one way or another. They got a plan. And let him get impeached. Here, here's, I agree with you, though. I think that getting him him going through an impeachment is the threat because mm, they don't happened, want to do it that way. It, it, it's and it's not even about Joe Biden. It's about the I believe it's about the intelligence uh, apparatus here in the United States, because what we saw happen before Joe Biden was elected was the the New York Post came out with their article about the the laptop from hell. And then you had the 52 uh, intelligence officers. I think it, three of them were former heads of the CIA saying that this was Russian disinformation. Now we know that it wasn't Russian disinformation, and we know that they knew that it wasn't that Russian disinformation right. either. And so we go through this impeachment inquiry, and what's going to happen is a whole lot of stuff is going to come out about these people. 
And these people remember uh, it was uh, uh, Schumer that that was warning Trump about the intelligence apparatus here in the United States. And he was saying Trump had done a dumb thing because the the intelligence apparatus can get you uh, five different right. ways from Sunday. Right. And right. so these people are very powerful. The CIA is the what we're talking about here and the FBI to some extent as well. Uh, this is um, we're 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 this is what we're seeing happening right now and uh this is a this is a takedown of our of our society and if it comes out in the impeachment trial then everybody's gonna know and i think this is just my personal opinion that they they've they've come out with they know somebody pressed the button okay we gotta get joe's gotta get out of the pool mm -hmm. they keep and the impeachment inquiry was a big step towards that from from the Republican side. But now they got to do something. And I think it's going to be the 25th Amendment. OK, uh, I would. 25th doubt Amendment it. is Joe Biden's own cabinet voting that he doesn't have the mental capacity to continue forward. The moment and, they're told to say that they will say it in unison. You're right. And, and we already have seen this, too. I, I there is an article or. Gosh, we saw uh, the Morning Joe show where he oh, and yeah. his wife were—I uh, forgot her name—but Minka, were, yeah, Is they were Mika? there. Mika, yeah, they were talking about Joe Biden and his uh, his mental capacity. Yeah. But I noticed that uh, Morning Joe had his arms like this, and and the, the nonverbals on that are pretty powerful. As mm -hmm. he was as he was standing like that, sitting like that, he was talking about how Joe Biden didn't have the mental capacity to be the president of the United States anymore. Wow. I mean, but face what's interesting about that is nothing's changed with Joe Biden's mental capacity. Right. Really? Uh, right. It's been like that ever since he's been the president. And yep. so something's changed and they know it now. Who is going to step in to fill those shoes? Gavin Newsom. Because also you got another problem, which is Kamala Harris. Yeah, that's and a big so, problem. So you do the 25th Amendment. Now Kamala's now the president. And I don't think they want that either. Nope. So they're nope. going to have to figure out what are they going to do with Kamala? So who do you think is going to be? You mentioned Gavin. Do you oh, think yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because yep. there are many rumors going on out there that uh, about Michelle Obama. Oh, really? Yes. And uh, that they're going to that she's going to come out of the woodwork here. Dude, uh, and, I got to uh, say something. And, 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 and she's going to she's going to make a run for it. Go ahead. This is really mean. I know it's all fake, but I think it's really funny. The whole big Mike thing. Yes. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what is the backstory on that? I don't know the full backstory. Like, was that well, is the story like. uh Obama had a friend, Mike, big Mike. And no, no. Uh, here, here's the thing is that um, not Barack, Obama, Barack Obama has been caught on the microphone accidentally referring to his wife as Michael. What? And yes, uh, we, we've got it on tape where Michael and I and he's talking about Michelle um, that that's actually where this whole thing is coming from. Mm. Um, there's. And and here's the other thing, Barry. I don't, I don't know. I, don't I believe know that would be on. doctored. Uh, I don't. I'm not taking any of this seriously, but I'm just saying I do laugh. I, I, I'm I'm saying this that because she's know, a very handsome woman. 
Well, and I, yes. And <laughs> I would also say that today it's scary out there because there are some guys that are transsexual that I wouldn't know were that, that that's a dude. Uh, I, I'm glad I'm married and not in the, yeah. in that, in that, cause there's some very attractive trans dudes that I wouldn't know. It's yeah. like horrifying. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, and <laughs> so here's the thing is that I can't, I don't know the, tr you know, this whole thing has seemed like, Oh, what a conspiracy theory. Right. But now I just don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. believe any of it, but I just find it funny when I hear Big Mike. I I just crack up. Well, but and then and then you know, I mean, she is an unusual person. I don't know that. I don't know. I just I just don't know. I don't know. A lot of weird things though in their past. It seems like we don't know a lot about those two. Yeah, yeah. Like their past, and yeah, I think and that's by design. That's kind of weird because like um, when what's her name, Hillary. Hilaria Baldwin. We did a funny episode back when she was grifting. That. that was so funny. Uh, I just got the biggest kick out of that whole thing. Uh, how you say cucumber? <laughs> and someone finally comes out on Twitter. I went to high school with you. You didn't have that weird accent then. And you're, you know, you're just a white girl. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing that she even thought she could pull that off. Like, so th th the same thing goes for the Obamas. Aren't there hundreds of people that have known them their entire lives? At least dozens. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, you would think. Yeah. But but here's the thing is that, you know, it's kind of like the Manchurian candidate, right? Um, the, there are people that have been groomed for certain things uh, for, uh, for life. And so... Uh, I'm not saying that that's what happened, but I, I know that kind of thing does happen. And uh, so I don't know it, everything. If you, if you take a look at the Obamas and where they came from with uh, 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 the Weatherman underground thing and how they discovered Obama and those connections and how he was a, he was a, uh, a social worker and somehow became the president within like a five year period of time. How, how, how could that, how could that and even happen? When did he change his name from Barry from, to Barack? Yeah. See, and that's an, I have no idea. Right. Hmm. Everybody called him Barry. And then mm -hmm. he, then suddenly he was Barack and, uh, I mean, we just don't really know a lot of, about his past, really. Hmm. I think they've done a great job of of keeping that under wraps. And I mean, you know, we we this whole thing about where were you born and everything. Why is that even an issue? I mean, gosh, if 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 uh, somebody questioned where I was born, it, it that that whole argument would be over in about. 15 seconds yeah why, between why the did, paperwork and friends and family yeah yeah so yeah. Why, how come that and i mean it's actually still a thing and uh i don't know and just this here's another thing barack obama was you know the first black president but as a black person here in the united states and looking at obama he doesn't actually have the the black the american black uh, legacy. He he doesn't have any of that. He's hmm. he's. I would say that Barack Obama is more of an African American than uh, a, an American black person because hmm. black people here in the United States have a few things going on. One is they have a legacy of slavery. Um, 
Barack Obama doesn't have that. Uh, they also have most black people here in the United States. Uh, they, they have the white blood of their slave master owners on the inside of them. Uh, Barack Obama doesn't have that either. Hmm. Uh, his mom is white. Uh, his dad is an African. And we don't know anything about his father or what his father was all about, which is very odd. Hmm. And um, so here's this person who comes off as, as, hey, I'm one of you, but he's not one of us at all. And when I look at, well, what did he actually do for black people uh, as the president? And I look back and say, well, gosh, unemployment was at like an all time high for black people. Yeah, he had a lot of black people in the White House. I would come and party at the White House, but it didn't seem like it seemed like Barack Obama coming into office did a disservice to America, to American race relations when Agreed. it should have been absolutely the opposite. Yeah. And when I look back at who Barack Obama is, he doesn't actually fit the mold of mainstream black America. And to me, therein lies a question. What's going on here? What, what's yeah. up with this this, this couple? And now they're living in this whole global warming thing and they live right next to the ocean. But yet his biggest speech had to deal with the, the rising tides of the ocean. And when all, what, what, why did you move? See, everything about them is a mystery to me. Yeah. All right. I hear you. Let's move on. Let's talk about someone who's been going through some bad times. It's Lauren Brobert. Uh, Boy, that story came out. Uh, I understand the way it blew up. Uh, first on Twitter, she was accused of uh, going to a Beetlejuice live action play, something like that. Yeah. And um, getting kicked out. So she she replied on Twitter. Her response was, well, I was just having such a great time and probably singing too loudly and uh, being just and laughing too loudly, having too good of a time. Then uh, more and more of the she keeps getting fed the videos. And I've seen the videos, uh, uh, her date feeling up her breast and her feeling up his crotch. And she's vaping a pregnant woman behind her, asked her a couple times to stop vaping. She refused. She flipped everybody the bird on the way out. I mean, this woman was just the epitome of trash. Uh at this time. And I, I find it embarrassing as an American, but here's what I do know is she barely, barely, barely got reelected. Mm. So her political career is done now, but at the same time, I don't know. She, so she went through a, a messy divorce after being married for a long time. I know what those hard times are like, and she's relatively young. Isn't she like 37 or something? I, I she looks young. I have no idea how yeah. old she is. And I know I've gone through bad periods of, and behaved not so good too during those bad periods where you're trying to find yourself, maybe drink a little too much and all of that. But I would have a lot more forgiveness for her if she would have right away said, I am so sorry for my behavior. I hmm. really, you know, it took a long time for and a lot of uh, evidence to come out before she would go there. And so that's my take on it. You got anything to say about it? All I got to say is this, that you're a congresswoman. Yeah. I mean, act like it. 
you, you know, I mean, like at least like halfway. You said, there. Hey, you've gone through times before, but you weren't a congressman. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? That's a good like, point, dude. That's you, a good you, point. There weren't there were people weren't filming you 24 seven or when you walk into yeah. a theater, they're like, there's Barry Edwards and everybody right. looks, you know, and right. then you perform like that. No, nobody would do that. It's outrageous. I, I saw a little bit of the video and I thought, what? Yeah. I mean, just it was just like, first off, you know, you're a, a you're a congresswoman and and you're you know uh, you have a role that you need to play and and secondly you're a woman why why let that happen in public yeah. like that why why lower yourself like that good um, points you know like what and what kind of guy uh does that and and i was wondering that too he got no no flack that's your boyfriend that just does that what an animal that guy was and you just let that happen that's low class i mean low class i mean who and then you know the vaping in there that's just whatever i i Oh, I mean, to me, that's just like goes with the territory that you're going to act like, of course, you're going to vape there, too. You don't care. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just to me, it was a reflection of character. And, it, and it's too bad because she's really advanced the conservative cause all, all the time she's doing that. But then, you know, when you do stuff like this, how, you you nullify the good logic that you put out there before just by doing a selfish act like this. Why? Very selfish. And on top of everything else, I forgot to mention this. She also pulled the, do you know who I am? Oh, not oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's, well, that's probably worse, worse than any of it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I hate that. And it's, it's too bad. You, you know, what sucks about the whole thing though, too, is that when it comes time to, for election, and we talk about this all the time. A lot of times it comes to which is the 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 worse evil, you know, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. one. And it, and it might be that she's less evil than whoever it is that that's coming up behind. And oh and then here's the thing: is it seems like politics just attracts the slimiest characters out there. Okay. And uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about. Uh, the pay structure and mm-hmm. how we might be able to open that up. And then again, this whole partisan issue between Democrats and Republicans. And so oh, now yeah. when the when it comes up, people are going to be like, well, I'm going to vote for her because she's the Republican without even thinking about what she stands for or what happened. It's like, I just got to get rid of these Democrats or I just got to get rid of these Republicans. And so this is how we get this kind of stuff. Yeah, I've got to tell you. I wish that it was that we could just run on the merits of our character rather than the party that we represent. And I want to back that up because uh, I wanted to say that uh, I think it was last show uh, I I was talking about, well, how do we uh, get through this divide, this political divide? And you were like, get rid of the parties. Yeah. And I'm and I've been thinking about it and taught Lisa and I talking about it ever since. Brilliant. And especially in its simplicity. So many problems. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, just before the show, I was listening to uh, this news show and it was it was MSNBC, actually. And they were talking about the election coming up and how dangerous Donald Trump is to democracy <sighs> and that. But they they didn't actually explain why he was a danger to democracy, but it was right. all about we can't let the Democrats can't let the Republicans can't let MAGA take over. 
MAGA is evil and the Democrats are good. But, you know, it was just in this whole like the way they say MAGA, too. I mean, I I wish they that make America great again and didn't what couldn't spell an acronym because the way they say MAGA, MAGA, like you might as well say maggot. Yeah. Uh, And it sounds almost like a swear word. It is a four letter word. I mean, and it's it's perfect. It's perfect fodder for for the Democrats to to use against the Republican. Oh, the MAGA Republicans and the way that they can say that it's not all Republicans, just MAGA Republicans. Okay, so what Republicans don't want to make America great again? Right. I don't know. This is where I get confused. What person would say that America is great right now? Oh, not me. Okay, because if you take a look at the news, and let me, we're we're seeing percentages right now in the news in these polls where Democrats and Republicans alike realize that we're in a world of crap right now. Our inflation is sky high. Uh, the gas prices are sky high, at record highs right now. Bidenomics is not working, uh, despite the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, we have. And in spite of the lies they tell us, they tell us how great everything is. It's all a lie. Our cities are are decaying. Uh, We have uh, uh, illegal aliens that have taken over our cities and are. Did you see what happened in New York this week with Ocasio-Cortez and Jerry Nadler? Oh, my gosh. You got to see this, you guys. They came to New York. New York is on fire. Uh, we talked about this last time where Eric yep. Adams came out and yep. talked about how this is not sustainable. Well, guess what? Uh, AOC and, and and Jerry Nadler came there to a hotel uh, in New York City that they just kicked out all of the patrons. And now they've got, you know, these these migrants living in there and they went to give a a, a, a presser in front of this hotel about how great New York is for doing this. And they got a real surprise because what happened was people from New York came and they were not having it. The wow. AOC couldn't, she gave her whole speech and so did Nadler. You couldn't even hear them because these New Yorkers were acting like true New Yorkers. I was wondering when New Yorkers were going to wake up. Cause you know, mm. when you're dealing with a true New Yorker and you cross but them, they you better look these out. people in. They, they did, but, now they can see and they man it seemed like a riot was going to happen over there um this thing that they've done to our cities has is is dramatic and uh i don't know how we come back from this hmm. mary it, oh, it, yeah. it, it seems like an invasion force has come up come here because when that's you take a, a look at when you take a look at the crowd that's coming in, it's mostly young men of fighting age, um, very few women that you see, and uh, they're coming in from all parts of the country, uh, the world. The world yeah. And you have to wonder who's paying for this. Uh, how are they all able to get? I mean, I know one thing that if I wanted to take a trip to, let's say, India, I'd have to save up all year long and mm-hmm. maybe for a couple of years to be able to do this. But this massive amounts of people that are coming over that they say they're fleeing, you know, climate disaster and all this kind of stuff. But they're so poor and everything. How come their clothes look really nice? How come their shoes are nice? Um, how how do they how do they how do they afford to do all of this? It seems to me that somebody's paying for this to happen. 
And uh, we've seen this kind of invasion before, and we've seen how it changes a country. This this seems to be what we're involved in right now. And I don't know how we how we turn the clock back on this. I mean, how do we how do we do this? And we also know this. Are these people going to start voting during the next presidential election? Are we going to see that? Because I think that's what the plan is. Oh, I'm sure that's what the plan is. Yeah. So that totally changes America, changes the dynamics of America. And uh, we we can never get it back. And so this going back to the news story that I saw this morning was it was all about these election deniers. And they were showing a map of the United States of where all the election deniers are are located. Oh, surprise. They're all in the Republicans (laughs) areas. Right. And uh, funny thing is, is that we're building up this narrative before the election and we've got all this covid stuff coming out and uh, we got it there's a new vaccination we better start masking up and all these rules and everything like that i man there's a storm brewing man i agree i agree hey with that oh just got a couple more things myself i don't know uh what you have but this one's important and like I said, Lisa told me to watch the five segment on this, the, the Fox, the five segment, which I haven't been watching for a very long time because I haven't found them covering much interesting stuff. But I did cover the story about the teen driver who appears to, and this is in Vegas, I think, Nevada, and oh, to God, intentionally God. hit and kill retired police chief in, in viral video. His name's, and I'll say it wrong, Andreas Propst, formerly headed the Bell police department in California. And you guys have probably, maybe you've seen the video. I don't know. It's not, uh, you're not going to find it on mainstream media. I just want to really mention what Greg Gutfeld said about it because I thought it was extremely profound. And he said, you won't see this heinous crime on mainstream video because the pigment doesn't match the narrative. And he says that um, because there's two black kids and, and you should hear the video. Yeah. Yes, because of should. the glee, what they're saying. Yes. Yes. With this murder. And um, and as he says, like he goes, understand, though, like the driver of this car was 13 when uh, the George Floyd thing happened. And that was, you know, you didn't hear about the fentanyl use. You didn't hear about his uh, criminal past and all that. You just heard about the white cop. And that was heinous enough. It was. Um and then he goes, he was eight, seven or eight, when, is it Michael Brown? Don't stop, yeah, don't shoot, yep, hands yep, up, don't Michael shoot, Brown. which yep. didn't happen, completely a, a lie out of context. He didn't even mention uh, a lot of the other ones that are escaping me at the moment. But, uh, oh, the one in Florida with the guy. Oh, yeah, where they said he, he wanted to kill gay people at that uh, at the gay bar. There's that and one. That, there was another one, that, too. That he wasn't actually t- it, it was, it was he a Muslim. wasn't targeting it's, gay people and uh, right. it had nothing to do with that whatsoever. Go ahead. It's always taken out of context. And yeah. and so he says, you got to see how we created this narrative, this environment. And he goes, the reality is, is that we clearly have a, a, a supply and demand problem. We don't have enough racism for the demand for the racism, like enough real, true incidents of these white supremacy. Uh, So, you know, you can't show this one where a freaking retired police chief gets murdered. So it's terrible. We have to be able to talk about the environment that we created 
that brings upon things like this because you're the right. media is complicit in this murder. That's exactly creating. right. When I saw this video, that's exactly <laughs> the first thing that I thought was we've created this mm -hmm. type of individual out mm -hmm. there that thinks that this is a righteous thing to do is go, yeah. go out there and, and kill white people. Yeah. And uh, and unbelievably, these people seem to not have a conscious conscience whatsoever about right. this crime that they committed. They just cold bloodedly ran this guy down. And as a cycler, both of us as cyclers. Yes. I mean, this guy had no idea this was even coming. He came right. up behind this guy and just ran him down and he was out right away. I guess he it, he died at the hospital. Uh, yeah, I read that um, his daughter, he had an app on his phone. Um, you can get these apps where it will tell, tell your loved one if you fell down uh, and, mm. and exactly where your location was. So she got the alert on her phone that her dad had fallen down. She got what? with her mother and went over there. And when they got there, he wasn't there. But they found his wallet and they found his I think his watch was over there and they were panicked. Like, oh, yeah. oh my God, what's oh, yeah. happened? Yeah. And of course, then they then they searched for him and then they found out later he had died in the hospital. How incredibly tragic and how mm -hmm. horrible. Um, and you know, this guy's a minor. I think he should be charged as an adult. He's going to because he has priors. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. And he, he should never see the light of day again. And sure. the guy that was with him isn't an accomplice. He's just as guilty. Um, the, 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 the law convicts him just like the other guy. These guys should never see the light of day again. Unfortunately, uh, the society created these kinds mm -hmm. of monsters. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, there is a thing called personal accountability that seems to be sorely lacking. And the, yes. our Justice Department better take care of this. Because what they've done when Joe Biden gets out there and says the greatest problem in America, and he just said this on the campaign trail, is yep. white supremacy, yep. is a bold-faced lie. He's endangering Americans by yes. doing that. And we've got much bigger fish to fry than white supremacy here in the United States. we got a deep state to worry about. And Yes. And also, what are we doing in Ukraine? We, what what in the world are we doing over there right now? They've hidden everything that's going on, and they keep pumping billions and billions of dollars. That's what's causing inflation to go up. Yes. And my tax dollars, it seems like, are being used to murder people with. Yes. I'm not into that. And somebody better start explaining what they're doing over there, because that, to me, seems like the biggest problem is that we're causing the the beginning of world war three i think yeah. that's a much bigger problem than white supremacy here in the united states when's the last time i saw a white supremacist <laughs> i i haven't i don't know uh right. i they're not not any time in the last couple of decades yeah. um so i don't think that's the biggest problem yet when i go to the store i'm paying three times more than i was just yeah. a few years ago, I think that's a bigger problem than white supremacy. And when I go down to downtown and I see all these homeless people that came across the border that we don't know what to do with that are causing crime and infestation in our cities, I think that's a bigger problem than white supremacy. What the hell? Yeah, I can't even believe that they're even trying to tell us this and anyone's buying that. Insane. Okay, I got to calm down. No, dude. No, you're right on. You're right where you should be. And no, it's complete insanity. And um, 
I don't know. That's why free speech is so under fire, because when we speak out, we start to get threatened and they start digging up things on the past. That Russell Brand thing, doesn't that, that really just bugs me? Doesn't that just reek of the Kavanaugh hearings? It really the, does. It really does. If bring you listen out his, to what. <clears throat> go ahead. No, bring out his yearbook and people from high school and stuff. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, he drank beer in high school. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, but this this whole thing, if you listen to what Russell Brand is saying, he's 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 ripping the lid off of all of this deception that's going on. And uh, he does it in a fun way. Uh, his personality is fun. He's extremely witty. He puts things together in a way that uh, you, 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 it's like, gosh, I hadn't thought of it that way before. Uh, he's really incredibly thoughtful. And of course, the powers that be are not going to want this. And and look right. at all the people they've been putting away. Uh, they love to do this kind of stuff. Matt Gates, uh, remember, he was uh, very prominent uh, in defending President Trump in the two impeachments that he had. And then suddenly it came out where he was dating these underaged girls. Oh, right. And, okay. And I don't think that was true, but this is the kind of thing they do is as soon as somebody's from going after the deep state, mm -hmm. they're going to paint this guy as a sexual predator. It yeah. is done, especially, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really work that way on the left because these people can go on and on and on in infamy. But if on the right, if you, you just paint that on a, a guy that's supposedly a conservative and that guy's done. Um, there is an know, amazing. Just like that, you we talked about Lauren Boebert, like she's done. Right. Yeah, but if that done. happened to somebody on the left, like this woman that that's running for office that did like these sex videos with her husband. Oh, that's right. Out there, she's probably going to get elected. She'll probably be president. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She probably will be, you know, yeah. So the, there's a double standard. There is a two-tiered justice system Big that's time. happening here, Big and time. and it, it's crazy how we. Uh, so it, it seems like a lot of people don't notice this, but I think more and more, the majority of people are seeing this. I definitely believe that as well. Did you have anything else that you? One wanted? more thing I Go think ahead. is interesting is uh, the JFK assassination. As we've got RFK Jr. running, I think mm -hmm. that's really interesting. But I did too. Uh, but recently, it's come out. And let me just pull this article up. That uh, the uh, and this is something that uh, Oliver Stone was really big into and really put put a lot of questions in was the the magic bullet theory. Yes. And according to new bombshell testimony from a Secret Service agent who was on the ground at the JFK assassination, it turns out that the Warren report has a few holes in it. In fact, the testimony of this Secret Service agent who just spoke out for the first time in 60 years, refutes a key claim of the government regarding the magic bullet. The details about the structure are so important uh, because one of the main reasons is that the magic bullet theory has been so widely accepted is because the bullet was allegedly discovered on the structure of the Texas governor, John Conley. And so the official government explanation has been that there was only one shooter, Lee Harvey Oswald, who fired those three shots and one of which was able to strike and kill President Kennedy before also striking Mr. Conley in multiple different places. That's yeah. why it's a magic bullet, because how right. did that happen? And, and so, it's pristine. Uh, exactly, Barry. Right. Uh, and so according to the testimony of the Secret Service agent, it was he who discovered the pristine-looking bullet. 
and he found it in the backseat of the limousine right where the president had been sitting. Then, in order to prevent the bullet from getting lost, he placed it in his pocket and then later on the stretcher belonging to the president. According to the investigation that was undertaken after the assassination, based on the type of gun that Lee Harvey Oswald used to shoot at the car, it was somewhere between unlikely to impossible for him to have had enough time to reload and shoot again. And so if Mr. Conley was indeed shot by a second or even a third bullet, that would very likely mean that there was at least one other shooter somewhere out in the crowd. Interesting, I think. Oh, uh, that as, that will finally come out. The whole I story mean, will finally come out. Have you ever been to the site in Dealey Plaza? Mm -mm, mm -mm. I've been there a couple of times, and it's it, it's fascinating because the first thing that you realize is that it's a lot smaller than you thought it was going to mm. be because it seems like such a oh, it's got to be huge, right? But it's it's very tight and compact. Um, but then when you're standing where they have a little X on the street where the kill shot happened, mm. when you're standing over there and you realize that Kennedy was moving at about 10, 15 miles per hour and he was going on a downward slope and this building where the shot was, was like five stories up. And, and when he was at the, the kill shot, it probably would have been more like eight stories because he was going downhill and also the whole map magic bullet and then you look at the subruder tape and you see especially the kill shot everything's going back to the back of the limousine not forward in front of the limousine if you shot somebody in the back of the head stuff would go forward but mm -hmm. that's not what happened it, it seems like and they talk about the grassy knoll it seems more like because they were heading towards an uh an overpass it seems more like somebody was there there's a train track that goes across and took a shot from up there, one or more people. But this whole thing, uh, as we see RFK Jr. not getting the Secret Service protection, the first president mm -hmm. to not get that, all this is seemingly uh, you know, connected to each other. And what a coincidence that this came out at this time. I just thought it was interesting. I think RFK Jr. is very brave. I, I do, really too. Do. I got to say, I, I admire the guy. Um, I don't know enough about his politics yet because they've been censoring him. But I I, I've know. heard about six different podcasts he's been on. I've listened to all of them. I read his book, The Real Dr. Fauci. And my gosh, the research that he did to put oh, that together brilliant. is amazing. The, yeah. the footnotes that he has. I, I, I always look at the bibliography and the footnotes mm -hmm. and I, I study that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'll pick a book out of the bibliography and read that, too. And this is packed. Every chapter he does, he's got the footnotes at the back of the chapter. And there are like 10 pages of footnotes yeah, on every yeah, chapter that he yeah. does. It's crazy. He it's kind of you and I had the conversation a few weeks ago. He's in that same boat where you got to cross all your T's and dot all your I's. You you cannot afford uh, to not put one footnote in there. Otherwise, it'll be misinformation That's labeled, right. stamped, boom, never listen too. to another thing he says. Right. And they're already doing it regardless. Do you think that he's I mean, he doesn't have a chance of winning the Democrat vote. Do you think he's going to move over to, to independent or does he have a chance? Well, I just always remember uh, what Tulsi Gabbard said on a podcast. I just don't remember the reasoning behind it. But she said 
that the powers that be got so afraid of the Ross Perot movement back then that they made it such that an independent party could never work. It just could never, you can never get elected. I don't remember the reason. Yeah. So no, I don't think so. And does RFK have any chance? I mean, well, like Tulsi Gabbard, she, people that had any decency loved her, but she wouldn't accept corporate funding. And so the deep state part of the party was like, there's no way we're putting you in there. I mean, we're all bought off. And mm-hmm. so they wouldn't back her at all, even though she was the, even though she's a woman of color and a woman yeah. and Mark checks the boxes, you know, it's and so brilliant. funny about that. Yeah. She, yeah. It, it, all the boxes they made, she was the perfect candidate. That, yeah. And, and then, and then all the, and Joe Biden was the opposite of all those. Yes. Guys. Yeah. Never worked white a day man in his that life. had been in government yeah. all his life. Yeah. It was like the guy they said they didn't like. And he, yeah. That's so crazy. No, that's hypocritical. So it drives me crazy. So no, I don't think uh, RFK has um, any shot whatsoever. And it is too bad, but he's bringing awareness. It's kind of like Ross Perot. And Tulsi's done the same. Tulsi said something. She and another guy were on Rogan, mostly talking about the Maui thing, because she's Hawaiian. Oh, yeah. And towards the end of it... uh, Rogan's like, so, you know, what are you doing politically these days? And she said something like, uh, I'm exploiting an option and I might announce that very soon. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you, speaking of Hawaii, though, boy, those people, I, I prayers, my prayers go out to those people. They they're still so dealing screwed. with a world of 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 crap over there. Yeah. And, and uh, the uh, FEMA's out there. I heard uh, I read an article this week where. A lot of people had donated supplies and FEMA went and collected all the supplies that that had been donated. And they're like, we're in charge of of distributing this. And the people are saying, well, we're not even seeing they're not distributing. We're hardly getting anything. And so wow. something really horrible has been happening there. Uh, there's, don't forget about the people in Maui because I, I see where this is coming out of the news cycle, but these people are still in dire straits out there and they seem to be, they, they, they this doesn't look good. This well, you say, don't forget about them, but, uh, everyone forgot about the people in North Palestine, mm. uh, you know, and they sure did yeah. crappy environment. And I mean, um, I still see videos, especially from this couple that's out there that go they go out to the water, the river, and they they you can they show you like if you stir up that water at all, all kinds of oil rises oh to the top God. and all kinds of crazy chemicals you can see. So the whole place has been completely t- contaminated. I haven't seen Joe Biden there one time. No. Buttigieg was there once. It was embarrassing. Yeah. It was like five weeks after it happened. Uh, it seemed, and we know that this was a very conservative town as well. Yeah, that's just been, like you said, forgotten. Um, yeah, and uh, and gosh, you know, there sure has been a lot of train crashes and wrecks mm. and fires and weird uh, places uh, like our food storage areas catching on fire uh, and all this kind of stuff. A lot of weird things going on here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, with that, let's lighten this thing up a little bit. This is kind of cool, though. Uh, so the James Webb telescope seems to have found a planet that could possibly have life. This is a little early yet, so, but this is a new finding. Planet K218b scans uh, with different rays of light. And what uh, 
light typically passes through the the atmosphere and the planet itself, but where certain light, certain kinds of light, so that all kinds of different kinds of light, uh, frequencies of light, and certain light that doesn't pass through is, uh, oh, it's dimethyl sulfide, DMS. Okay, which on Earth is only, so there seems to be a bunch of dimethyl sulfide on this planet, which on Earth is only produced by living things, like phytoplankton, in our oceans and this so it seems that it also ha, they have also found meth, methane and co2 which suggests it could have a liquid ocean filled with this phytoplankton hmm. so re- researchers say it will take about a year to collect more conclusive data so that's all that that was yeah, i did that think was- that was very interesting i knew as soon as that uh that telescope got out there if it made it out there There'd be some really interesting findings. And um, that was a beautiful yeah. shot, too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not apparently bad. couldn't be in. That's not in our solar system, is it? Or, oh, God, no. I, I don't remember. No, not even. No, is it's it something like 125,000 light years away. That, Wrap I your head around that. I can't actually. I know. <laughs> it's not I know. possible. <laughs> no, it's really crazy that uh, the reach is what's also really crazy is when you think about like the kind of new communications that they've formed, they've created. In other words, you can send all these different wavelengths of light out there. And, but, and you know, from scientific studies, which one passed through different kinds of matter. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Start putting things together that way. You know, that's something that's mind blowing. That's mind blowing. When you start really trying to wrap your head around that whole thing. And uh, wow. Wow. Pretty cool stuff, man. On that note, I didn't tell everybody, okay, we're coming out at a weird time. Hope to have this out this afternoon. Uh, and it's Tuesday. The reason for that is, is that we are going to um, Asheville again, North Carolina, do some exploring, uh, be out there Thursday through Sunday. So I definitely wanted to get this out a little bit early because it, it, we missed the week and I just, I don't want to go too long. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many no, things that we had to talk about? Well, lots of things, lots of good things. Hey, that reminds me uh, for all of you watching out there. Don't forget to like us online uh, and uh, leave a comment for us as well. We eat that stuff up. It's like gasoline in our tank. And we want you to share this with your all of your friends, not just some of your friends, all of them. They need to hear this. So go to your email list and just mass blanket it out there. Put this on your LinkedIn, put it on Facebook, all your social media, share it. People need to know this because they're not getting the news or anything or even any insights anywhere else. So uh, share us, please. I really appreciate that. And you made me think, Merle, that we had a a comment and I don't remember if it was on our latest video or uh, one prior to that. I'm kind of thinking it was one prior to that. And it was a nice comment. It was from a friend uh, I met. uh, I think I found it here. His name is Scott. We walk dogs together on Saturdays. And uh, but what his comment basically said is, boy, I don't agree with a lot of what these guys say. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I I like that. Right. And uh, did he say anything specific, though? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, I know this one's it. So I'll tell you exactly. I know this one. This is my third one I'm looking at here. Okay, okay two comments. Uh, oh, first of all, this is terrible. First thing he said is, FYI, Peter Frampton isn't dead. 
I think you're the one that announced that he was dead. Uh, I, 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 I Googled it. Yeah, he's not dead. I, I didn't say. I don't think I said he was really. Dead. Yeah. Oh, OK. May, I, maybe I did. OK, so he says, enjoying the podcast, although not usually on the same page politically. I like hearing people with different viewpoints discuss things intelligently. Barry, Layla and I walk with you on Charlie most Saturdays. So that was very nice. I replied, hi, Scott. Thank you so much for the comment. I'm glad you're open-minded to different viewpoints. Kind of a theme to the show. Merle and I disagree all the time. Thank God I'd hate to live in a bubble. Uh, just looked up Frampton. Oh, my God. What a mistake. One of <laughs> Oh, well. Hey, he came back to life. <laughs> we gave him a second chance. <laughs> yeah, we, we brought him back. That's what we do here. Hey, that was a good comment. I like that. So this was is somebody you, that you know that you walk with. Yes, uh, on yeah. Saturdays yeah. we do the pack walk at that one other park. A couple uh, miles cool. away. I like that. Yeah, yeah and, really and, and uh, again, we love the comments, and I know how it is. It's a oh, geez, you know, you got to click that button. Just, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, we do <laughs> love the comments because we. We want to hear from you out there. More than anything, uh, I like uh, that someone that dis uh, disagrees with us politically can actually watch the show and and comment on it without you know being too offended. That's again I really mean, what it seems. Like, like you said, we disagree with each other all the time. Constantly, so that, it, but that's healthy. It's, it's healthy. healthy. I, I watch MSNBC. It's healthy. So like I, hey I. If we pigeonhole ourselves, we're going to we're going to be brainwashed. So we we got to be open exactly to, right. to listen to all sides and then weigh it out in our own hearts here and just be open to the fact that you could be wrong. I could be wrong about everything wrong that I know. And uh, and and the more open we are to that, the more I think it opens us up to to growth and and really being a well-rounded human being. So I, I really appreciate that about the show personally from, from yes. my own. It's open. We Merle and I have had personal conversations about this a lot, about how much we've grown uh, in what yeah. we think. And and here's the number one thing. Know that they're trying to keep us divided. So that's why I really never pick a side. I don't identify with a team. And I love what Merle says about let's get rid of parties altogether. Oh, they'll never do that. They'll never do that. They need to keep us divided. So yeah, please try to keep your minds open because if you don't, if you do pick a side, dig your heels in, you're a pawn. You're doing yeah, their yeah. bidding. You're you're a pawn in the game. You're exactly yeah. right. And uh and speaking of that, I mean on our moniker it says that I'm from LA and I'm a Republican. Still says that. Uh yeah, but uh I'm mm. I am a Republican, but uh, I'm not in LA. I'm in Phoenix, but mm. I I have really thought hard about am I really a Republican because I got to mm. say I'm embarrassed by the Republicans and I I think I'm more of a uh of an independent. Yeah, uh, independent. I, I I think that's what I am now because I can see both sides and mm -hmm. um I feel like it, it like you know, again, I used to work at that amusement park. It's almost like, uh, which game do you want to play? The one on this side of the street or over there? But both of them are going to rip you off. So uh, <laughs> That's they true. all have their little gimmick going on here. So yeah, for uh, what it's worth, I am a registered Democrat, but I became extremely dismayed with them and during Obama's second term, primarily 
And I know with labels, we need our labels and to know what shoebox you fit in. I think I fit more tightly into a libertarian one for what I think you do too. I I think as we've talked throughout the years, I think that's exactly what you are. Uh, And that's a good thing. And uh, I I just is very logical uh, in that uh, libertarian uh, party. I, I, I love, I'm a fan of John Stossel and listen to his, the logic. And Mm -hmm. it's like, huh, that guy makes a lot of sense. I don't agree with everything he says, but who would, who agrees with everything anybody says? I'll tell you what, if RFK got uh, elected president, got a foothold in there and there was a giant movement to clean up the party, I'd be a proud Democrat again. I might be too. I mean, <laughs> right. I, I, I just want what's right for the country is Same. what I want. And, I, yeah. and I, I have my my standards, my, you know, by my golden rule kind of standards uh, do unto others as you would have done unto you. And as long as we're practicing that, I'm down with that. And it's called uh, the Constitution of the United States. Amen. Yeah, it's a good place hey, to wrap it up. Yeah, certainly is. And again, like Merle said, guys, please share. Uh, sign up at over50startingover.com. Get all this to your email box as it happens. I'll put the link to that anxiety-reducing video in there. Yeah, that was well. cool, Barry. Yeah, yeah. I thanks like a lot, guys. I had a I had a blast. Can't wait Me to do it. Hey, right. have fun out there, man. In Asheville. Thank you. All right, yeah. I'll let you know. All right, okay, bye. bye.